Hello, I'm Pastor Isaac Hammond from Neely United Methodist Church at 1755 Thomas Deplin, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70802. And we're so happy to be in your presence today with the Word of God. And we don't take this lightly, but we thank God for this opportunity to bless you today and plant a seed for tomorrow, even unto eternity. And there's a word for us today as we are just living the life that God has called for us, trying to live our best life and be fitting and pleasing to the eyes of God. God has given us many examples of how to live and what would happen when we don't live for God. And as we look in the Old Testament today, let us turn to Joshua the ninth chapter. And in Joshua the ninth chapter, we see where God has taken the children of Israel and brought them out of the wilderness that they walked around for 40 years, brought them to the Jordan River. Now they have entered into the promised land. And when they got to the promised land, they had to fight and hold on to their faith every day because they had to take back what the enemy had. The land belonged to them. It was a blessing from God. But the enemy had set up camp in God's people's land. And that's just like us today. God has given us promises. He's brought us out the wilderness of our past sin and our old life. He baptized us going through the water. And now we are wondrous and walking in the promised land, trying to make it home to the promised land over in glory. And along the way, we're going to have to fight some battles, deal with some uncertain circumstances, deal with some unseen things that comes forth in our life. We are just like the children of Israel. That's an example for us today. And when you look at Joshua the sixth chapter, uh, starting with this sixth chapter, you see where the children of Israel have come up to their first obstacle. It's a city called Jericho. Now Jericho was a fortified city, large city. Had two gates around it. One gate was so wide that you could take a chariot with horses and make a U-turn without touching the sides. And so they saw this and they saw how big the obstacle was and how hard it was going to be to overcome. But when you're dealing with God, there's nothing too hard for God. Once again, let me say that. There's nothing too hard for God. And the Bible said they prayed. They consecrated themselves. They kept the faith. They made their mind up that they wouldn't turn back and go back across the Jordan River. And they encountered God, the host of God, before they went to the battle of Jericho. And that's an example for us today. We have to pray every day while we walk through this wilderness land. Pray that God will give us instructions and direction. And when he speaks to us, we have to be humble enough to move. They sought him. They consecrated themselves. Have you consecrated yourself and decided to live for God? They decided not to go back to the wilderness after they crossed the Jordan River. Have you made your mind up that you're not going back 
to what you used to be? Have you decided to leave some relationships alone, some connections alone, some inheritance alone for the walk with God? They made their mind up, we're not going back. So we're going down to Jericho. And the angel of hosts met Joshua and said, uh, he asked him, whose side are you on? He says, I'm not on either one of your side, but I'm on God's side. And whoever's on God's side, that's who I'm here to fight for. So God has angels that he wants to fight for you. And you have to be on his side. He won't get on your side. But when you're on his side, things will begin to line up in your life. So let God have his way. So the children of Israel went down to Jericho. And when they get down to Jericho, they win the battle because they did what the angel of the host told them. He said, go down, walk around Jericho six days, one time. Then on the seventh day, walk around twice and again begin to blow the trumpets and praise God. And the walls will come tumbling down. And they did what the angel of the host said. They walked around six days. Then on the seventh day, they walked around the whole entire city twice. And they began to praise God, blowing the trumpets and praising him. And the walls of Jericho began to fall down. Uh, if you only praise God, your walls will fall down too. The ones that have you trapped in a dilemma, in a setback. When praises go up, blessings come down. The chains will begin to fall when you begin to praise and glorify God. He inhabits the praises of his people. And the walls came falling down. But the Bible says in the very next chapter, it says, but. Uh, that, that but means a whole lot. They just fought, fought the battle in Jericho and won it. And God told them to do one thing, not to take nothing from the city and bring it back to your house. But there was one man that brought some clothing, some gold and silver, and he hid it in his house. And God did not like it because God told him everything in this first battle, all the spoils belong to me for my kingdom. Everything, the gold, silver, and the fine clothing, all belong to me. In chapter 8, verse number 2, the next city, God gave it to the people, all the spoils. They were going to get the blessing, just don't take God's first fruit. What belongs to God is the first of the battle. And God said, and then you can take all of the spoils of the rest of the cities. But this one man got anxious and took what belonged to God and brought it back to the house and the congregation of Israel. And God took his blessings off of them. And in the very next chapter, they go down to a place called Ai and begin to fight the battle. And the Bible says that they didn't send everybody. They just sent 3,000 men because it was a small city. Wasn't as large as Jericho. And they got the big head like we do, thinking God owes us something. But we have to remember Every battle that we win is because Jesus won it on the cross already. Your victory is in Christ Jesus. And they begin to 
um, lose the battle and 36 men were killed off top. And they began to slip and slide down the city hill because the cities were built on top of the hill in that time to help when battles broke out. And they lost that battle. And they found out that God wasn't with them anymore. How can you go from conquering Jericho to losing to a little small city called Ai? How can you try to live right one day, but then the next day a little sin comes along and you can't control your mouth or you can't control that lie that you want to tell? It all lies in the victory in Jesus Christ. You have to remember where your victory is and who is resting in. Because the Bible says when they got the AI, they did not pray. And then in chapter number 9, they did not pray again. And they get deceived by the devil. The devil wants to deceive you right now. But let this be an example for you. Don't fall victim to what Satan is doing in your life. The way Satan operates, he tries to act like he's a child of God. I try to act like he's a blessing in your life. Try to act like he's going to bring you something that you need. Look what happened to Eve and Adam. He presented that apple and made it look good in front of Eve. And she told her husband, you could be like God. So trying to be better than what we're called to be. And the devil still is operating the same way. Don't let him deceive you in your walk with Jesus Christ. The Bible says that the children of Israel were trying to divide and conquer the land. So Joshua was going down, straight down the middle of the land that God had promised. He comes to Jericho, which is in the middle, conquers that. Goes to Ai, the next city, conquers that. Then he goes and he's going along. The next city is called Gibeon. And the word gets out about what Joshua and the God of Joshua's people has done. He's separated the Red Sea, brought them out of the wilderness, got them out of Egypt, brought them to the Jordan River, gave them power to overcome great city called Jericho, power to overcome the city called Ai with all their wonderful blessings. And so they go along and they make a covenant with a couple of cities and they say, we're going to go to Joshua and we're going to be like representatives of our city. And we're going to tell them and act like uh, we're a nation from far away. The devil's plan was to act like these people were from a far away nation. Go to the children of Israel and say, please make a covenant with us that you will not destroy us or hurt us or kill us. Because we're from a far away nation. Would you do that for us? And the Bible says they got themselves together. And they got some old shoes to make it look like they've come from a long distance. They got their old clothes and tore their clothes. They got bread and let the bread get moldy. They found the old molded bread and put it in their luggage. They took old wine skins that were about to rupture and put new wine in it. And they came up with a scheme, a deception. Now they only stayed about 25 miles from where Joshua and his army were located. And they were getting ready to go to their, their city and conquer it and kill everybody there. 
But these men, along with the devil, came up with a plan to deceive them because God told them, now you can make a covenant with somebody who's from afar off, but those that are in the promised land don't make no covenant or league with them. Destroy everything and go in the city and conquer. So they made this covenant with the those Gibeonites because they came to them and said, look how far we've traveled. Look at our shoes. They all tore up. Look at our clothes. They're written. Look at our bread. It's molded. When we left, it was hot coming out of our house. Look at our wine bags. They're old now from the wind of the desert beating on our back. Make a covenant with us that you won't destroy us or kill us. So Joshua did not contact God. In verse number 14 of Joshua 9 chapter, the Bible said they sought no counsel from the mouth of the Lord. And so they made this covenant with these men from the city of Gibeon that were lying and deceiving them. And then three days later, as they're walking through the promised land, they get to the city called the Gibeonites and they recognize the people that they made a covenant with three days before. And they say, well, what, what are you doing here? And the Bible said, they told them that we live here. They, they said, you said you lived a far way off and you were carrying old clothes and wore old shoes and the wind had been beating on your back and you wanted to make a covenant that we wouldn't destroy you. And they said, well, we, we, we didn't tell the truth. We deceive you. But they had a covenant with these people that they made before God. So they couldn't kill them. They couldn't destroy them. They had to take them into their houses and into their land. And they became the ones who worked in the temple. And throughout the Bible, you see those Gibeonites steady working, carrying the water and the wood for the holy temple in Jerusalem. But the devil deceived them. Don't let the devil deceive you today. Don't let him trick you by making something look good that is really not. I'm going to say a prayer right now, and I hope this prayer can help somebody along the way. Father God, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my wrongdoing. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Wash me with hyssop, creating me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. I believe that Jesus gave the Lord's Supper and died on the cross of Calvary the next day. I believe he's coming back. And he got up off the cross and went to a borrowed tomb. But early that Sunday morning, got up with all power in his hand. I believe. Let me be part of the holy family of God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 We love you. Continue to follow us on Facebook at Neely Church Ministries and on YouTube at Neely Church Ministries. We hope that you were blessed. Don't let the devil deceive you in any way, form. Go to God and seek his counsel. Keep a smile on your face, for that smile may be blessing somebody along the way. Be blessed.